Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to Divi Chat. I am so pleased to have this full panel here today. And we are talking about a topic that got much more reaction in the social media posts than typical, because apparently this is a pretty big pain point. We are going to talk about how to get organized in your business. So uh, we've got some real organized folks on this panel at least one who's not super organized and one who is in a huge transition from being majorly disorganized to living a clean, clear, zen, organized lifestyle. So why don't we meet this lovely panel before I spoil all of the surprises? This, by the way, is episode 250. How about that? I don't know why that's a significant number, but round numbers are always good. So uh, we are a quarter of a way, well, I don't know. To whatever to a thousand i don't know what that means anyway okay let's start here with uh my good friend eric dingler one of the most organized and strategic guys i know well thank you very much um i am like i said my name is eric i'm currently in lima peru uh and i can be found at divi agency coach and in transit studios and i love this topic i have to force myself to be organized um, and strategic because I'm ADHD and without very solid systems around me, we don't go in, we, it's a, it's a disaster. Um, so I have tried and tested all kinds of tools and methods and I'm so excited about this topic. Awesome. Mr. Gino Quiro's in the house. He hello everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited about this topic. Uh, Gino coming at you from Monterey with Monterey Premier, and I'm a uh, hey Christian, super excited of, about this topic. I am in the process of doing a lot of reorganizing, so I'm gonna be a fly on the wall as well as share maybe some things I've learned. Hopefully, it helps somebody else out. But great topic. Thanks. Okay, Sarah. Hey guys, hopefully you can hear me. I realized I was like chatting to the team earlier when I came on and my microphone was on mute. So hi, <laughs> uh, Sarah Oatsky from Endure Web Studios. Uh, you can catch me at endure.com.au and Endure Web on the socials. Clearly at 6.30 slash 7 a.m. in the morning. I'm not the most organized, um, but I make it to Divi Chat. So that's got to be something. So hopefully I can that bring some is, stuff today. It's impressive. <laughs> and we have a something a little new here we've got a slightly scruffy mike devitt this is new i haven't <laughs> i don't scruffy. know if i've seen this before even even on man, this is like holly bobs mike devitt yeah, it's pre holly bobs pre holly bobs a bit stubbly today yeah. uh, hi everybody uh i'm mike devitt and i'm representing uh, web design pro and allegiant web services uh, and this topic of how to plan and stay focused and organized at work has got me thinking it's all about controlling your impulses, controlling your mind. Well, at Web Design Pro, we guarantee to blow your mind with our web design. You won't have any suspicious minds during the project. And I ensure that throughout the whole journey and beyond, you are always on my mind. You can catch me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I got, I'm, I'm dumb, but I don't, get the, I don't get the theme this week. I got the always on my mind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That I was the only bit I got. Cool. <laughs> well, you guys, Love I am mind. Stephanie Hudson. I'm Stephanie Hudson checking in from Charlotte, North Carolina, here representing Focus WP, where we augment your staff, give you a team that you can delegate all those things to that are holding you up and keeping you behind the eight ball, free up some time to do some of this organizational stuff, right? So uh, you can check out more about us at focuswp.co. And let's dive in to our our topic. Was Elvis organized? Vicky wants oh, to know in the chat. Um, and Vicky also has commented, yay, hashtag club ADHD, which I think is, I don't know if it's um, the types of brains that are good at what we do, like building websites and that we can do technical things, but also talk to human beings like we're not super geeks, like that we can't communicate clearly, but we're not, you know, like we have creativity and technical things. Like, I mean, we're basically like unicorns, you guys, right? But what is it about this brain type that also makes us really struggle with focus? 
and keeping like being able to stay on one track. So there are a lot of folks who have actual ADHD diagnoses. Many of you, many of you listening probably have that, but I think even if we don't have an official diagnosis, um, ask me one time about my diagnosis, by the way, or anti-diagnosis, whatever it may be, because it's a funny story. But even if we don't, like, I really identify with people who have ADHD because it's like, I feel like my brain is a pinball machine half the time. So I thought in, in sort of prepping for this, we were thinking that we're going to break this down into sort of two categories. One is the tools that we're that we're using to help us get organized because we all love a tool here at Divi Chat. And also the systems behind how we work, because really, no matter what tool we use, if we don't have a system behind it, then what good is it anyway? So um, who would like to dive in and talk about a system uh, or a tool or something that they've got that has been really uh, helpful to them? That's like, let's not, let's go out with a, let's just hit it with a bang. What's a big one that you guys use that has been like a game changer? I mean, don't hey, fight okay. over it to go all at once. Okay. I know Eric has a game changer. Eric always has some kind of game changer. He thing. does. Don't worry. I tell you, uh, it, I would strongly, strongly recommend reading the book Fix This Next by Mike McCallowitz. Fantastic, fantastic book. Um, it So you, you're probably familiar with Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Mike McCallowitz has done the same thing, but it's the hierarchy of your business needs. So it really helps you clarify in, in exactly what you need to work on on your business and in what order to grow and scale your business. So uh, to me, it's the been the biggest game changer because it, it's the thing that's helped me really focus on the certain things and just have a nice list over here going of all the things I I can do one day instead of trying to figure out like I got to do everything right now and I got to work on sales and I got to work on systems and I got to work on this and I got to work on delivering and da da da. This just helps me uh, really focus in on the business. So that would be you what know, I Eric, would say. That's a, that's a really interesting point. And uh, Vicky also adds here: everything is in Notion, her second brain. Um, so what the for me prioritization is a big challenge everything is hot it's either like i don't it's invisible to me like i don't care and i'm not going to do it or it is on fire like those are my two levels of priority do you guys struggle with that i i sure. do and if i could chime in i would say Please. you know in, in that you know everything being fires i think uh, that goes to that mentality that mindset like in our industry just because we have so many different clients when the client reaches out to you, it's usually a fire, right? Um, we try to be as preventative as we can. So I think for me, the first step to organization for me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put my disclaimer out front. I'm not a tech stack guy. I just I've tried, and I've tried, and I end up going back to Google and Basecamp every single time. Um, Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Drive, and Basecamp. But the big thing for me is I, I'm constantly working in other people's project management tools, Monday, and because I work with a lot of other agencies. So uh, so we'll talk about my experience in tech stack if there's time permitting. But my thing is I had to get everything down, everything documented. You see, we talk about ADHD, too many things on my mind. So for me, it started with my note system, my, my internal note tracking. Uh, not just my to-do list, but I started using um, a, a, just a note-keeping system for everything from ideas. And I have this in Basecamp. I have like a, just an internal kind of a brain dump. And I actually use a project in Basecamp for my brain dump. And I have just, you know, from ideas, from blog ideas to vision ideas. I mean, I can go in there and, and see kind of Gino's brain and once I started organizing Sounds that, terrifying. It was terrifying. It was absolutely, it still is. But once I got it out, I could sleep at night. Because <laughs> I knew it was somewhere. And I think that was the key for me, is getting it somewhere so it's not in here. Then I could begin to focus and prioritize and, and make sure I'm not spending my whole day putting out fires. That was the first key to me, is getting everything out of my head and into a system then I can start working with my clients and project management and organization and stuff. Get it out of the brain first. That's good. And, That's and, and it's a way that works, right? I guess we all try that, right? We all have our notepads and our, 
so finding the way that works to get your brain dump out. Yeah. The problem with the problem I find with notepads is that as you start to write everything down, you're soon going over a page. Then you write yes. some more down on another page, and then you're not too sure whether to go back over the, the page before you start scribbling a few things out. And it's always what I've ended up going back to is the is the notepad. But I did find something, and I have hit on something lately that has really helped me. Ooh. And that is using the new whiteboard option, which mm. uh, in ClickUp, which is oh, in ClickUp, uh, just okay. similar to using uh, any kind of mind mapping tool. But what I do with that is I kind of put that together with the Eisenhower matrix. Now, I can talk about the Eisenhower matrix and we can come back to it. But basically, within ClickUp, I add uh, my most important jobs at the top. But what I do is I make them like uh, a progress within those jobs because I'm a very visual person and I, I have a real problem with lists where you write something down and then you've done something within that particular task and, you, and you're waiting for a client to come back to you. So if you've got it in like a mind map, you can then create another box and you can say, waiting for client to come back to me, you can make that box a certain color uh, and then you can move that from being the most important thing in your day down a level and then deal with the things that are most important. So you have your, um, mind map in front of you it's visual you can see the last thing that you that you did so if you then go away for the weekend and you come back on the monday and you think oh where the hell where was i you know with this client the other day and they contact you you can say oh that was my last update it's visual it's in front of you and what i then tend to do is then go back to the pad and paper and just write two things down from that list and say i'm going to be working on that one and that one and then on those two things, I'm dive straight in and deal with both of those. They both get ticked off and then I go back to my whiteboard. So I'm constantly going in and out of my whiteboard. But what I've got something there is that something that's moving around during the course of the day. And I've got that great satisfaction at the end of the day where I haven't written tons and tons of lists, but I've got my updated list on my whiteboard. You have lists for your lists is what you're saying. <laughs> Only I small too. lists attached yeah. to lists. <laughs> I have, uh, I've talked about this before here and in other places that I am a diehard uh, legal pad user. <laughs> the big yellow, I prefer the yellow ones. Every once in a while I go nuts and get a white one, but uh, I, <laughs> I just use those. And I, um, and, I mean, these are all tools too, right? We tend to think of tools as software, but I do a similar thing, Mike. And then, uh, yeah, see, Gino's got his. The thing I love about pen and paper, because I love my geeky toys, guys, don't don't misunderstand. But uh, the if it is not in front of my face, it does not exist. And I think that's a little bit of an ADHD kind of issue as well. Like squirrel, you know, whatever's in front of us is what's getting our attention. And with a pad of paper like the screen doesn't go off you don't have to remember to charge it like there are all these sort of elements about it and then um i found these in uh at, like the dollar store or something one time i'm gonna hold them up on the screen they're probably backwards but um it's just a sticky note that has three bars on a uh, four <laughs> three <laughs> three bars no it's clearly four because they are numbered stripes across one two three four and what i would try to do is because i look at that big huge legal pad that is and you know how they get, like you get a fresh like brain dump and then what happens? They're scribbled and there's arrows and there's notes and you got sticky notes on top of it and you got all this other stuff happening, right? So um, you've gotta have something that helps, for me anyway, I have to have something that helps me to pick what are the most important things, which is kind of like what, what Mike's doing with his whiteboard. Like the things that make it to the whiteboard are the priorities, right? I have a Cam, system, but it's digital. Cam is in uh, the chat and she says she totally backs me. <laughs> I don't I don't know what about, but I'm here for it. And I, I don't know why we picked right, out that yeah. comment. And Beth, Beth mm -hmm. makes a great point too there, the law of attraction. Write it down on paper. It's more likely get, to get done. I do agree with that. I, 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 do, uh, I do use Google Calendar uh, religiously like every day. And I do keep my 
top three, like both what you said, Mike and Stephanie, I make sure to keep my tasks, my top three tasks of the day in there. I keep everything else elsewhere. So that way I can stay focused on what I know needs to be done. And, but yeah, that, that, that priority. And you don't have to worry about forgetting about them. Yeah. Yeah. You um, get priority. Yep. Our pal Clayton is asking, y'all are making a list of these tools, such as what Gino was just referencing, which was about your previous comment. And um, let's just all again, say a little prayer for Jody, our, our podcast queen who does our notes, our show notes for every episode. She's going to be in charge of all that. So yeah, as always, <laughs> it will be in the blog post linked as much as possible. So thank you, Jody. We love you. <laughs> thank um, you. Let's see who, uh, Sarah, what, what, what do you do? You were starting to say you do something similar, but not with yeah, that. I, I mean, I do something similar, just digital, right? So like, I love a notepad and paper, but I think the downfall of notepad and paper is things are always evolving. Things are always changing when you're wanting to like highlight something in front of your face. Maybe you go onto a new page and like, just put those things and then something drops off and you don't have that same kind of consolidated record. And so I've kind of come and gone between paper and pen, but what I've worked out is I have to keep it digital as well if I want to use pen and paper. So sometimes I'll use pen and paper, sometimes I won't, but I've been using Airtable. I don't think it matters what tool you use. Like I really don't. I think you pick a tool, you find a way to hack that tool so that it works for you. So whatever the, whatever the way your brain works, pick a tool and find a way to make it work. So for me with Airtable, the key to it working for me is everything goes in it, like everything that has to get done goes in it. Everything gets prioritized as low, medium and high with a due date. But then on top of that, I have different views. And so for me, the views is the key because you can filter out what you don't want to see. So I have a bunch of views. One of the views is today, not waiting. So like um, Mike was saying, as soon as something is waiting, I change the status from to do to waiting. And so instantly it drops off that list for today. But then I have another view called today with waiting. So I've got everything that has either started or is due today in that view or is overdue and what is waiting. So I can quickly see, okay, what do I need to be working on right now? What am I waiting for? And it's got its own little like kind of section down the bottom. So I can quickly see, okay, all these tasks are waiting on someone else. Who can I chase up today? Then I move over to the today not waiting because I don't want to see that stuff for the rest of the day. I do not need to have it in my brain. That can exit the building. And then I have a new category. So the great thing about Airtable is you can keep adding like filters like you can consider like as your brain evolves and as you kind of go oh, I'm kind of missing this thing you just add it to it right I'm sure other tools you could just add like a tag or you could add a like whatever so you know find a way to make it work but then I have this new one called top five and so it actually is top 10 because I could never get it down to five but basically <laughs> what I did was I added these drop downs one to, one to ten and so then what I do in my today list is I work out what's the five top things I need to do. And then I give them a one, two, three, four, five. It then creates a new view called top five. And then I go into that view and all I can see is my top five. Sometimes I might have the top 10 and basically I'll work through the top five and then I can either recategorize the next five or I can just kind of work through the next one. Generally, I'm not going to get through more than 10 things in a day in general. So that can kind of plan my day and make sure I've worked out what is my absolute must do's today. They're my top five and everything else is not in front of my face. For me, having that digital thing means I can't lose things because I guess my problem is I'll get on one train of thought and I'll have totally forgotten that this other thing exists. So for me, it's really important at the start of the day to look at all my to do's, work out what's my plan for the day, put that in my top five and then try and not look at the rest of the crap for the day. Cause I can spend hours. Like if I want to procrastinate, I can spend hours in a to-do list. Like, yeah. Oh, I might like refilter this and I might resort this. Oh, what is that? Another thing? <laughs> like, I can like reorganize my office. Like there's many things I can do that are productive, but are not what I'm supposed to be doing. So I think They're the key for the me needle. is at the start yeah. of the day, look at my list, prioritize my top five, have that. So I've got a big, big screen. Everyone has like different setups, right? I've got like a ultra wide screen. So I always have two things open, what I'm working on. And then I've got my air table 
sitting there. And so it's like having a pen and paper, but it's digital. And for me, that is, I, I've just realized it has to stay digital for me because otherwise yeah. stuff drops off. And then I suddenly realize, and then I freak out. And so for me, that's a really important key. Especially for mobile, right? Especially for mobile, you gotta you gotta have the uh, you know a digitally you know working offline. You gotta check your calendar, see what your priorities are. You know, on that note, you, you mentioned something, Sarah, and Joan mentioned something. I wanted to tie real quickly is you said the tools. Pick the tool that works for you, and sometimes having a few different tools is what works for you. Joan mentioned Trello worked really great. I actually still use Trello, and I use Trello for my monthly maintenance stuff. So although I use Basecamp for project management and I use Google Drive and, and uh, for my clients, because my clients, I'm, I'm done trying to train them to use Basecamp, right? So I work with them at Google Drive. Uh, but uh, I love Trello. It's like, like I know Basecamp can do that kind of Kanban style thing, but uh, Trello, the simple, I love when it's time to do my monthly maintenance, I just open up, see where things are, move things along the line, see what's in progress. And I keep that separate from all my detailed project stuff because I have other teams helping me in that. And it's just a simple, straightforward tool for that communication. And when I need to see the big picture, I have Basecamp and Trello open and I see the full picture. But I've separated my monthly maintenance from my development stuff that takes bigger teams and a different team in most cases. So uh, absolutely, you pick the tool that works for you. In my case, those are the three, Trello, Google, and Basecamp are my primary ones. So thanks, Joan, for bringing that up. Gina, there is also, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I do something very similar with Gino where we use Hive for all of our project management. So I've got, I'm in Hive when I'm working in the business and working on client projects and stuff like that. But then I use GoodNotes and my iPad pencil for... Yes. CEO level stuff for things when I'm working on the business. So that way, and then I just, I don't check email until after lunch anymore. So in the morning I work on the business and I'm using my iPad and I'm in that world. And then after lunch, I move into Hive and check email. And then I work on client stuff for the rest of the afternoon. Nice. So um, there's one other tool that I wanted to mention. I'm just trying it. <laughs> Because of course, but it's called <laughs> routine and it's routine.co. And the reason that I'm trying this new tool is because it works within Google Calendar. Ooh. It's only Mac right now, Mac and iOS. So Ooh. sorry, PC people, Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. I miss that. I miss Christian's those. got a PC. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, just kidding. Um, so anyway, it. It, it's something that I'm taking a look at because it integrates a like I've never really liked the tasks that Google offers. Yeah. yeah. The task feature has never yeah, been great. Right, for me. But this yeah. has a separate thing for tasks and for your calendar because my I'm with you, Gino. My calendar is like is the one place that I will check every single day because otherwise I will have people like showing up for zoom calls and I am still in my pajamas and no makeup yeah. on, you know, like all that kind of stuff. So I have to check my calendar each day. And so if there's something that I need to see, it goes, it goes in there. So I'm going to, I'm going to give this a little shot. We also use ClickUp both at focus and at my agency. Um, but I am horrible at it. Like we have Airtable, we've clicked, we have all the things, but I like <laughs> part of my problem is I'm just no good at, because you only get out of it what you put into it. Yeah, exactly. and I you have to be adding everything. Exactly, it's yeah. too much for me to get it all in there. And then I go and do stuff and like, poor Tom. We always, like every time I tell a story about Tom, he, it's always like, poor Tom. Because I'm like, <laughs> like, listen, can you please just close the tasks when you're done? And I'm like, probably not. <laughs> I just don't. Like, I never go back and check them off. Like I love scribbling them out on a piece of paper. But, like, there's no satisfaction going in and ticking it off. And it's fun. You know, it's out of my brain. <laughs> Gino, you feel yeah. me? I totally feel you. My base camp has like a hundred open tasks going back for like the last year. I just move on. I don't got time for closing tasks. Yeah. It just reminded me of that. He really just did say this to me like two days ago and I forgot to do it. So I got to open it up here and make sure I remember to do that after the show. I think so um, Stephanie, like that is going to be the, 
Sorry. That's going to be the recurring key is like nothing's going to work unless you continue to do it. Like it's something you're going to do. Like when it comes to productivity, in some ways, it just doesn't matter what you choose. It's about just doing whatever you choose. Like whatever you choose. Anybody you see what's happening here? I know. Like, Eric hilarious. looks like uh, Steph. <laughs> Eric has my profile picture for some reason. <laughs> I'm, logged in, I'm logged into StreamYard. With the, right. the, so that's why <laughs> my account. Oh, okay, that was really funny. You can all do that. Sorry, Sarah, I completely missed what you were saying because I was oh, like, like for a second, I was like, did my camera just go off? I did not expect it to be your picture that came up. <laughs> so I was going to ask a question, and that was with you with ClickUp, Stephanie. Do you, you go in with your tasks and link? So if you're doing any prioritization, do you then link that to your Google Calendar? Uh, I have tried that. Yeah, but clearly <laughs> without success. You know what I do, you guys? This is going to sound so terrible. I uh, I use Andrea, which is not an app. It is a human being, and she is like a lifesaver. So she she actually keeps all of my tasks together, and we communicate in Slack. Slack is a great tool for productivity in my mind because it's the place where we talk about work stuff. If we're going to talk about non-work stuff, like uh, like Bertha, for example, I know I'm going off on a little tangent, but we use teamwork at Bertha, and we I know you know it's Andrew Palmer and Vito. Like I know these guys were friends on Facebook, so we have messenger chats too, and there's a Slack. So we've sort of had to set guidelines for like where certain types of conversations happen. And one of those is that like, you only have business conversations in a place that is searchable <laughs> for starters. Yeah. And that is only like a place where, you know, like you just, ha it's like when you're in the office, if you go to an office, it's like, that's where work happens. And if you're hanging out at happy hour, that's a different conversation. So it's like, you know, so we keep those lines thing. But so Slack is where I do a lot of communication for both Focus and my agency, Sweet Tea. And Andrea works three days a week, but also even the day she doesn't work in the morning, she sends me my hit list. And it is sometimes usually very, very long. And I eventually have to just go through and be like, no, no, I already did that and that and that and that. And, that. and we just clear it off. But she sends me this big long list and also um, like important things. Like if I have an appointment that day or if there's something really on fire, she'll put that like in a separate message. Like, here's your list. And also make sure you hit these things. And, you know, so those are, that to me is great. And it's terrible because it's like, I should be able to be a grown up and just do it myself. But, but it's you whatever know, works, right? Like, I think that's the key. The key is working out your own personality, what works for you, how does your brain work, making a plan and then doing whatever the thing is. Like, if you need to hire someone to help you work out what the priorities are or to put something in front of your face, great, do that. If you need this particular tool and it's going to cost you some money, spend some money on it because it's going to make a difference. But then once you pick your thing, you just have just to stick with it. With like. It. That's, that is the key to it. Um, I was going to say about Slack, we use Slack as well. And Slack for me is a lifesaver. So Sophie doesn't use Airtable. So we I have the Divi project chat management crew. tools. Just to clarify, Sorry? you mean we meaning us, the Divi chat crew, right? Oh, no, I mean my me and Sophie. Oh, so okay. in my company. We also use it here. Um, yes, we also use Slack. Um, we do for Divi Chat, and that's how we stay organized in Divi Chat. But um, for me and Sophie, we use Slack. So I've changed project management tools over the years so many times that I stopped making Sophie have to change with me because I felt so bad. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm now pretty happy with Airtable. However, I'm still not going to make her come join me because... It's just like, I just feel like I can't do that in case I change my mind again. So <laughs> instead we have a Slack um, that, uh, what's it called? A Slack group, I guess. Um, and then we have Channel. channels for every single project that we're working on. And the thing is, even though I am not accountable to her, I put everything in Slack. So when we're talking about a client and, you know, she sends me through designs, I will note if I have sent it to the client because then we have a history and basically it's a where is this job up to so she keeps her own to-do list i keep mine in Airtable, and then in slack together we have a thing where we communicate and we're able to say hey have you done the thing 
I've sent this to the client. And then like Mike was talking about, you go away for the weekend, you come back, I can look at Slack and go, oh, I've already sent it to them. I wonder if they've replied. So for me, as much as anything, it's a, it is a list of where is this job up to? And we can quickly see, oh, I sent it to the client and they haven't got back to us. Or, oh my God, I never sent them the designs, which has happened multiple times. Like mm-hmm. Sophie sent me the designs and I haven't sent it to the client because I saw it. I got distracted. I did something else. But in Slack, I can quickly go, holy crap, I haven't sent it because I always note I've sent it. I've emailed the client. I called the client. I like whatever the client and quickly just as much as anything, even though I'm not accountable to Sophie, it helps both of us know exactly where a project is up to in quick text, which again, that's just what works for us. Other people will use a CRM. They put all the notes in the CRM every single time because they've got a team and that's what works for them. For us, Slack is like the easiest way of just keeping track of where a project is up to together. Totally. Um, and I think, okay, so Suzanne Black has put a couple comments in here. She said Slack is her business HQ. She also is a very organized business owner and uh, uses that very much to her advantage in the lifestyle that she ch- chooses. She has a lot of fun and she's always seeing a lot. Like we, we have a joke in our Facebook group that she never works without a view. Like she's always got some epic view wherever she is. But she said she uses um, Airtable and ClickUp and, and has them linked with Zaps, which is another thing that like adding nice. in some automations really helps. And I know that she uses for her um, handwritten notes instead of a tablet or a notepad, she uses a Remarkable pad, uh, which mm. she's a huge fan of. She's shown it to us, talked about it quite a bit in the groups, which if you guys are around, you should come hang out in the Facebook group on Thursday nights because we learn, we talk about this kind of stuff a lot, actually. Um, my Facebook group focused on your biz, but she showed us that, and it's, it's a dimmer screen. It's got a lot more of a paper and pencil feel. It doesn't take as much charge and she kind of keeps it offline almost so that she can go online and sync it, but that she can go sit outside she can go like and see the screen, you know, like with you can't with that. So there's some other things. So that's another. Cool. That's another one. We've got uh, an Asana user in here, Steve Perks. We've got we've got a lot of tools. So we are just just about the halfway mark of the show. Let's start talking about some strategy that we use. I know we've talked a little bit about it. Um, I'll give an example of one. I'm going to put, put something up. I, we were like, oh, we're not going to share screen today. And I've held things up on the screen twice now. <laughs> I, I took, <laughs> I, I made myself uh, just on my tablet. I drew a little calendar of one week and I blocked out um, and color coded times on there so that, you know, Monday morning, I work on this. Monday afternoon, it's that, whatever, those kind of things. And this is a new thing that I'm trying to help with my prioritization because I can't keep tasks in priority. And I'm working, for, you know, like I've got an agency, I've got Focus WP and Bertha. It's a lot of moving parts. And I was getting too frazzled trying to keep everything straight. So now it's so easy to, that like really helped me with my prioritization is to like look and say like, Nope, that's a purple block where I'm at right now. So that means I'm working on Bertha right now, you know, like, or whatever. And, um, and, uh, do you guys do any of this kind of thing? I have something else to add to it, but I'll feel like I've been talking too long. Uh, Yeah, I I think. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say, I think that the, uh, everything remains fluid though in your business, doesn't it? So without a doubt you always end up in a situation whereby whatever you you thought you were going to do at the beginning of the day can change based on a number of different things and so for many businesses uh, that are, are in the web design space that maybe are just solopreneurs they may be the only person to take a phone call the only person to deal with uh, an email inquiry that comes in and we know that hot leads become cold leads very quickly so whilst it's important to be able to focus and concentrate on work, that thing that Eric's done keeps disappearing and becoming Stephanie. <laughs> 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 um, uh, see, I even I got distracted. Um, about actually focusing on work is quite difficult. So if you're on your own, it's important to be able to always be able to 
look at what's going on and deal with things that come in that are immediate and demand your attention, like a phone call, unless you've got somebody that's going to take the phone call for, from you. Because that lead could be a hot lead, and actually that lead could be the lead that changes your business because it could be the best lead you've ever had. So I very much... It could also work. be somebody trying to renew your car insurance or <laughs> yeah. your warranty. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if but you guys you, know this in other countries, but we have to ignore. problem with spam trying to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. That's it's the unbelievable. Most thing, isn't it? If that happens, then you get derailed from what you're doing too, Mike. So that's a tricky one, huh? Yeah, you do. But what I do with that is... Um, if I've got a uh, a Google Voice, I use Google Voice uh, for, for numbers. And if I've spoken to somebody already, they become a contact straight away. So I know mm. if it's a brand new number and it looks like it's a local mobile number, it's more likely to be a client, potential yep. client ringing me up if I've not spoken to them before. Um, and then if it's anything else, then if it's a, like a London number, uh, it's highly likely that it's going to be someone cold calling me for spam or or some something like that. I feel like I can't tell the difference like between what's real and what's not just by looking at a number. Like it just doesn't like, sure, if they're a contact, then they're going to have a name. But otherwise, it, like the spammers are getting so smart now that they mm. come through as mobile phone numbers. They come through as local numbers. Like they're really, really smart. And like, I just feel like I have to answer absolutely everything because you just never know, like, what's going to be what. Um, even when emails come through, like, the people who are sending you spam, they're getting smarter. So their headings and the first sentence, like, I can't just go through my emails in the morning and, like, delete stuff yeah. based on the title anymore because they're getting smarter. And the other day I was about to delete one and then when I opened it, it was an inquiry. And I was like, well, lucky I actually opened wow. that. So I've started to, like, when I open it, actually click the down thumb if it's spam because otherwise you get the repeat because they've seen you've opened it. And so then you get the repeat. I Did you see my email? Like, just yeah. wondering. So I've had to start act actively marking things as down because you can miss really important things if you just try and cull the crap because sometimes it's not crap and sometimes it is important and you answer the phone you've got to answer professionally because it could be actually someone so you can't do the just don't say anything Hello. because sometimes yeah. it's a real person and they really wanted to like get something from you so it's a tricky one so on well, the, for sarah that's how you answer uh, yeah, on, on, the, on the strategies i think it's really interesting because we have Eric, on one hand, who I love that you're answering emails in the afternoon and you're taking care of business stuff, because my thing is create consistencies where you can create consistencies where you can. I like that Eric's doing that. Stephanie, you're doing that in your calendar. You're blocking out times. You're creating a consistent schedule. Mike, I love that you, you, you're, you're kind of on the opposite end. Like you got to be flexible, you know, so. I like that. Create them where you can. So for me, what I've been doing, here's one way. We haven't talked about project work, right? Uh, so consistencies. Whenever I take on a new project, I set my weekly milestone day with them. And for the for the the extension of that project, uh, project for the lifespan of that project, I know that Thursdays in the morning, I'm going to be on the call with that client. So my week kind of revolves around that project milestone. I have 10 ongoing projects at a time split up throughout the week. I know my Tuesdays and Thursdays are set for milestone meeting calls. So there's a consistency there. I know I'm not going to take calls on random calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays when I can. Uh, and then like, you know, another consistency is I leave Fridays wide open for emergencies or weekend projects or anything like that. Um, so, but uh, as Mike said, there's got to be a lot of flexibility. So in those consistencies, I try to leave gaps. Uh, I try to do what you're doing, Stephanie, is, is block out those certain times. But, uh, but by establishing a consistency as each new project comes on, um, that kind of just frees my mind from having to just know, okay, this client, Thursday mornings, you know, that kind of stuff. So create consistencies where you can is what, I, what helped me. That's so good. It eliminates uh, some of that decision fatigue. It eliminates the stress of feeling like you're forgetting something. 
because you know you you know that it's there's a system in place to handle it so you don't have to have it like spinning in your brain constantly yeah. that's great well in building um, in building in some flexibilities in that like you said so i i work best in kind of sprints so each quarter i do a quarterly plan uh, on five different areas of the business i i the, the only five areas i can impact to improve the business um, each quarter, I come up with a, a strategy for each of those. And then I just pick for each month, I put three priorities in for that month. And then each week, I pick one priority of those three, whichever one I feel like working on. Um, and then each it, on Monday, I set a, a milestone for each day to accomplish that one thing. That sounds pretty complex, I realize. Um, but that way I get to pick and choose what I feel like working on, but it's not just out of a randomness. There, it's, it's strategies that I've predetermined that within the next three months I need to accomplish this, but I don't always feel like working on, but I just, that's, so that's, I, that's how I give myself flexibility in it. I like that. Nice. Yep. Um, Nathan Ingram is a, very smart gentleman in our industry who is the uh, creator of monster contracts. If, if you're familiar with those and you know him, but uh, he gives a talk. If you, if you Google Nathan Ingram and whirlwind, you can find a talk that he's given at several word camps. So it's on the word camp TV. And he talks about similar to, it's very relevant to what we're doing. He talks about time blocking. He also talks about doing annual quarterly, monthly, weekly planning, but he then says to leave space for what he calls the whirlwind, which is these things that are basically like, they're what feel distracting and chaotic and everything, but they're also really the lifeblood of our business, hmm. you know, reacting to clients and dealing with these things and handling project bits and pieces and all of that. Yeah. Taming the whirlwind. And, um, yeah, in fact, uh, Kim Ortiz, when I was talking about my time blocking before, oh, no. she said, just like the one from tackling the whirlwind. So he has something very similar to this. That's really, really basic um, for similar reasons for what you guys have just been sharing. And that is that if you get it too granular, then you're setting yourself up yeah. for failure because you're not 100%. allowing that space. So like for me, my Monday morning is whirlwind time. I'm actually surprisingly productive on Mondays. I love Mondays. Everybody yeah. hates Mondays. I like them. It's like, okay, forget that disaster that was last week. We got a fresh start. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I yeah. can like kick off the week really strong and dealing with, you know, any of those loose bits and pieces that are swirling around in that whirlwind and then set settle down onto some more like focused time with certain other um I feel like every day needs some of that. Like I feel like kind of as your emails come in in the morning, you need a bit of time where you either, well, it depends how your brain works, right? Like are you freshest in the morning? Are you better to just get stuck into projects? For me, I'm better to get the whirlwind done first, right? So to have like an hour or an hour and a half in the morning where I just deal with as much stuff as I can. Yeah. And then maybe at the end of the day, you have another whirlwind spot. So that then in the middle, you just chuckle that stuff aside and you can come back to it at the end of the day, but like in the middle of the day, you just do project work. But I, I need time every day because every day there's little bits and pieces that come in by email or there's kind of maybe I need to progress a project by like one little thing. And so I think for me, it's that like start and the end of the day where I allow the space because I think sometimes the problem with the whirlwind stuff is we can feel like we're derailing ourselves, or we can feel like we're just being like pushed around by everybody else. But if, if you were saying, okay, well, I'm not going to start project work until 1030 or till 11 or whatever your time is that you start your day, then you're not being derailed. It's planned <laughs> and it's okay exactly. to like yep. allow that space. But then you can set yourself a hard deadline of like, once I hit 1030, that's it. Like it has to wait until 230 in the afternoon. Like yeah, there's see, no I, more of this. I, <laughs> this is my cap, but I've allowed the space for it. Yeah, and I can't do that. So I I tried that, and I just yeah. I can never stop that at ten thirty. I just once the I whole got day. Home, <laughs> I felt like I was in it all day, and it was just yeah. about a month ago. I just decided that's it. 
I'm not checking email until after lunch. And oh my gosh, game changer for me. Um, yeah. Because I get in, I'm focused. I know what I want to accomplish. I get accomplished. And then I spend the rest of the afternoon chasing butterflies. So. Yeah. <laughs> in your whirlwind. Yeah, um, you know, I think that would be a great topic, Sarah. I think you're just barely touching on something with the whirlwind and, and priorities and all that stuff for a whole a whole topic. Because one of the things I, I'm starting to do too is is uh, you realize that everybody everybody's a fire Every, to them. It's a fire, yeah. right? It's their yeah. fire, it's emergency. So that would be a great yeah. topic because I'm learning how to how to politely and strongly and confidently put out the fire without having to do anything today. I love how you said that, Gino. It was kind <laughs> of like a, a mantra that was going on in your head and you said, really gay, I'm going to be polite and I'm going to be strong. <laughs> and I'm going to put out the fire without doing anything yeah, till tomorrow it. or Thursday or Friday. Yeah, then, yeah. But that's a good topic is, is we have to learn how to uh, be confident and advisors and counselors to our clients so that we don't, not everything's a whirlwind. I think we get as designers personally affected by every opinion. Yeah, well, how many times a client email with you with like the heading, help, exclamation mark, or like urgent exclamation mark, and then like, you know, maybe you don't check it until the afternoon, Eric. Or for me on the weekend, I have a hard deadline. Like I will not answer an email unless a website's down. Like I can clearly see like this needs attention. I will look at the email, but I will not respond to it. Like no matter how dramatic they're being, I will not respond to it till Monday. And then you get back on Monday and there's like a follow-up email. I figured it out. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. There was I, so I, much drama in that email, but then with them I, having a touch of time or like Gino, like you've said, and we've said many times on the pod before, you get an email and you say to someone, no worries, I can look at that on Thursday. And then you go back to them and you get back to it on Thursday and they've said, it's all good. Like I've figured it out or whatever, or they're just totally fine with you getting back to them mm -hmm. on Thursday, totally. but you get the email, you feel the stress. Totally. You're like, I have to put this fire out right now. But in reality, why are we like this? You guys now, why, why e must email still feels like something that's red hot. That's just hit your, <laughs> it does. It does. And, well, and, and it's so, we want to make people happy too. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But that what I have learned, and that's one thing that I have put in place in the last year, I don't know when I started, but there was this moment where I was like, I'm going to change this, was I decided I'm not going to just do the thing because the client emailed me today. But what I am going to do is I'm either, if it's going to take less than five minutes and I think it should be done today, I do it in that morning time. If not, I'm going to reply to them and tell them when I'm going to do it. And it doesn't really matter when I say, they seem fine with it. So I work out a time and then I put it in my to-do list. So, mm -hmm. and then it gets out of my inbox. So I need a clean inbox. I am that inbox zero person. I find it helps yeah. my brain function. And so if it's in my inbox, it needs to be replied to. So they know when I'm going to do it and it needs to go somewhere that I'm not going to lose it because yeah. I used to just keep everything in my inbox and it became a secondary to-do list, which is not helping anybody. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned is clients don't care. They really don't, they don't expect you to do something in the next hour. And if you do it in the next hour, you usually get a reply of, oh my gosh, thanks for such a quick response. No one expects it. So it's okay That's to say to someone, I'll do that, that tomorrow. No and then you're training them. It. Yeah. You're training yeah. them that they can email you and say, dance, monkey. But they do need a reply. <laughs> like, you can't just ignore them. I think that's the important Right, right, right. It. They don't care mm -hmm. that you're going to say, no worries, I can do that next week. As long as you have replied to them, reassured them that you saw it, and you will do it, and you've given them a deadline, handled. they don't care if it's not today, mostly. Yeah. I, I, even went as far as, I even went as far as today. I knew I'd have back-to-back -back calls, and I was, you know, I didn't want it, and I was off yesterday. So I had my vacation responded yesterday. Today I said it saying, hey, I'm, I'm in the office, got your email, uh, but I was I took a Monday off. What could go wrong, right? As soon as I catch up, I'll be right in touch with you, hopefully before the end of the week. A little bit of humor, but a little bit of reality. Yeah. I'm not going to respond today. And yeah. I'm going to try it out, see what happens. But again, it's kind of asserting myself and just being real. You know, I'm Gino, I'm a human like you. And I got a lot of catching up to do today. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Andrew mentioned in the chat that he thinks whirlwinds are the result of procrastination by one side or the other. And he calls it an unpopular opinion because he loves to pick fights with people. But I don't well, think some that that's actually... Some, some is and some isn't. I don't think that's what Nathan means when he calls it the whirlwind. Sometimes we feel the whirlwind as like, we just think of it like the chaos, like chaos yeah. or being disorganized. But I don't think that's the how he's using that word. And Andrew was at the same conference where I heard Nathan. <laughs> uh, it's like the stuff that's he, coming in by email. Like, it's the stuff that's like going, hey, hey, look at me. Like, help me yeah. do my thing. Yeah, like, it is. Ah, it is. I, but happy I it works. Happy. Just got this email and then started to write a very, very long email in response. And that email's got larger and you've gone back and you've reworded it and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. The point that you get to that, pick up the phone and yep. speak to them. Yeah. Because yep. you will do so much better. Okay, boomer. It's, <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? It's true. It is true. Because we've all done it. We've all done it. Where we've we've that email sat there all day. Oh, I don't know if that's the right word. They might get upset with that. But actually. Just pick up the phone and speak to them. Or if you're not a phone person, make a Loom video. So to me, I was just going to put up Nancy's comment. My answer is Loom, where if something is too wordy for an email or it's a little bit too hard to explain, sometimes I find phone calls don't always go my way. And like, you know, it's not always that easy to be able to explain something over the phone, whereas visual I find most people can understand visual and being able to show them something because mostly it's referring to something visual, being able to show them something and say, this is the thing I'm talking about. This is the reason I think this is an issue. This is the whatever, whatever, that often that's able to get through the like trickiness of a really tricky email of being able to politely say, I hear you, but I disagree. And this is yep. why, and this is yeah. what we should do moving forward. It's a good idea. And then they can and they can watch it a few times and then usually they come back with an email i agree that's great let's do that i love a uh, loom okay. solution too there's a, there's a little bit of a chatter in the chat some people are all for it kim uh ortiz hates picking up the phone see that's a it is a generational thing for sure it depends on the client and, though right like some clients love it solve it in a few minutes on 10 minutes i'll tell you why i like a loom over a phone call because i don't mind talking on the phone that's part of the problem. I get on a phone call and it's 40 minutes. <laughs> you know, I can't say hello in five minutes, but I can do a loom that is yeah. less than five and accomplish the same thing. So for yeah. me, it's a yeah. much better use of my time to do yeah. that. In fact, that, of should be, that should be a time management tool uh, on our list, um, uh, loom, because it yeah. is, you know, I, I use that all day. Um, it yeah. saves me so much time. Clients love it too. They do. Yeah. Um, we didn't really get into the topic of uh, like SOPs, but we do have an entire episode on that from just a couple months ago. I wish I, if I was smart, I would have looked up that, what episode number it was. But, um, but anyway, I, um, I, I think that also the time of day, this was sort of touched on, but I, ha I feel very strongly about the, the timing of things and how, you can be more like I could sit from if I had to start work at nine, eight or nine in the morning and work through till five in the evening, like I would get very little, very productive work done. If I start working at 11 p.m. and work till four in the morning, it is unbelievable what my brain can accomplish. And that isn't always, oh, we just lost Eric. <laughs> that isn't always an easy thing to do. It is speaking yeah. of unpopular opinions. Um, like I don't start my day till 10, 11, usually more likely. But, uh, so like, I like that you just said that Sarah, like if you don't start, whenever you start your day, like 10 or 11, I'm like, yes, thank yeah. you. Because if you say that you, oh, like I won't take appointments before 10 or 11 for sure. And if you do that, it's like, people are like, oh, must be nice. And yeah. I'm like, well, if somebody ever says they, they start early and they quit at uh, two in the afternoon. Yeah. Does anybody ever say like, you're so lazy. 
<laughs> no, they say good for you. That's amazing. You just need so to say to them, look, do you want a productive meeting or do you want a crap meeting? Because it's your choice, but I want a good meeting and it's going to start after 11. Yeah. That's how so, it works. I mean, I, I, like, I like I'm the it. boss. I do what I do it anyway. And I've, I've, whether yeah. it's age or experience or both, whatever, I've gotten past like being pressured yeah. into it. Um, there are still things like it's still inconvenient to be a night owl because yeah. a lot of things in business happen with Australian clients and, clients and then you'll be fine. Know, right? <laughs> but you get a lot done at night. Yes. You get a lot so done much. when the business day is over. Yeah, no one's emailing. Probably, no interruption, yeah. no distraction, straight yeah. coding yeah. time. Yeah. But I'm telling you, like, I don't even have to go to the bathroom. I don't need snacks. <laughs> Like during the day, I'm like, oh, I need another water. Oh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna have a rest. Oh, I'm gonna, I need lunch now. That's it's so like true, all day long. There's so some true. like infant, infantile need that my body is forcing me to deal with. Yeah, and then it's like at night though, man. I'm just like laser focused. The, so the this is one of my biggest like business strategies for myself is and so like even on my list uh like i had i showed this to somebody and they were like um wow you're really blocking off a lot of you have a lot of big things blocked off like you're not doing any work for these whole afternoons and i'm like Lunch. this line here is five o'clock <laughs> so like <laughs> there's a lot of work scheduled after five o'clock I, I work great in the evenings so it's like it's just a matter of being regimented with yourself to an extent but uh, let me ask you this. If you guys set these things for yourselves, you set time blocking or you decide to use a tool or you do this, how good are you at being accountable to your rules that you've set in place? Depends how busy I am and depends how many projects I have on. So if I've only got one project, like I can let all the balls drop because you can just keep it in your head. But as soon as you've got too many projects that your head can manage it, it has to go somewhere. And for me, those are the moments that I'm very good at sticking to my tool because I have I expected to. that to go the other way, Sarah. Like when you only have yeah. one project, you have time well, to do it I guess it in the past, in the past, it's been that way. But I think in the last year, I've consistently got four or five projects on the go and it has to be somewhere or I drop the balls. And I guess I hate confrontation. And what I've learned is over time that the way to not have confrontation is to get ahead of the confrontation, which is to do the hard thing or to put it in the to-do list and keep the balls in the air because then I don't drop the ball and I don't have to have the awful conversation of, I'm so sorry, but we're really behind on this project and it's not going to be ready in time. I hate that conversation and I hate it so much that I'm learning that I have to use the tools because mm. when I use the tools, I get the thing done and I don't have to have the awful conversation. So it's all me trying to avoid awful conversations with clients that helps me stay on track. Um, so yeah, I, that's what keeps me accountable is I don't want to have the horrible conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a like terrible employee. I don't follow. I don't like respect authority. <laughs> People are like, yeah, just set it in the you said structured thing. And I'm like, yeah, but I know I cannot do it and I won't get in trouble. So, so, so for my my own business stuff, super flexible, right? But obviously with the client stuff, we can't be as flexible. So one of the ways I hold myself accountable that we do now um, and with the, uh, the different agencies I work with is weekly calls with the client. And so yeah. it holds them accountable, us accountable. And I never have to have that late conversation because they know where we are every single week. They know so if, if yeah. they're late, if I'm late. And so even on the projects like today, I've already had three with the clients where I'm actually going through and actually showing them what it looks like if we do this, if we do that. So they see how their tweaks Progress. and changes and stuff. So it holds everybody accountable to uh, timeframes. Um, so there I'm a little bit more strict. And that's because I'm on client time now, right? Because yeah. now I'm on their calendar. So I have to yeah. be strict. That's really helped me. That works for me too, Gina. I love that. I love having a, um, like setting it as a 15 minute check-in too. Like not, we're not going to spend an hour. We're not going to go into all the details. This is a check-in. Yeah. And sometimes I will even do um, asynchronous where, where I'll do a loom or something like that and give them a walkthrough check-in. Nice. Like here's this, but, but it still is at a time. 
yeah. you know, like it's still due at a certain time because boy, I am deadline driven in that way. I do. Um, That's really good. Right, really but I do like, yeah. 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 I think they're really important because I've made the mistake in the past of sending like a Friday afternoon update email. Oh, and, you know, here we are. This is where we've got to in our project, blah, 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 blah. I got and that then, from Nathan. As I stopped doing too. <laughs> yeah, because. Thursday because, afternoons. Make it Thursday. Yeah, but even that, even doing a Thursday afternoon, here's what we're doing. What you want is you want the client involved in the conversation. So yeah. by having an actual meeting with them, even, and, and you try to keep it short. Yeah. Yes. That's so much better because if you're waiting on stuff and you've waited one, two weeks, you can then say, well, remember what we said? Every day you don't get back to us is a day yeah. later for your project to go live. And it really will keep that timeline much tighter. Some We all know that timelines slip. That's that's a part yeah. of it. But if you have those meetings, you then, you know, it gets to a point where in some cases it can be a little bit embarrassing, but at least you're you're recording it and it's part of your project. It's part of that journey. And it does help with the gathering content, the teeth pulling part, yeah. because you'd be surprised yeah. how many content you get an hour before the call that you were waiting on. <laughs> right. right. Oh, sorry. Because other people are like me. They're That's deadline true. driven. <laughs> Uh, you guys, we are at the top of the hour. This was a super fun conversation for me. I, I think you guys all enjoyed it too. It's something that we all are going to continue to struggle with, but can hopefully continue to improve as well and to thrive in our businesses with some of these things. If you have questions or comments or thoughts about any of the particular things that any of us talked about, hit us up, shoot us a note over on our Facebook page or uh, in other areas. We're all around on the on the interwebs. We're on the socials. You see us around. Um, so we're super glad you were here. Thanks everybody who chimed in in the chat. If you would, before you leave, hit us a thumbs up, turn on the alarm bell so that you get notified so you don't miss another episode. And we will see you guys all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.